This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me, Shay Dixon, to break down the big news that LSU got to kick off this week. And that's four-star quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer out of Flower Mound. Marcus committing to the Tigers, the first quarterback in the 2021 recruiting class for Ed Ogeron and Co. This is a big one on the 24-7 Sports Composite. Nussmeyer just outside of the top 100 overall prospects in the country. Number seven pro-style quarterback nationally. Picked the Tigers over Baylor, North Carolina, Texas, Texas A&M. He had offers from a ton of colleges around the country, but ends up going with the Tigers, the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorite for a long time now. And Shay, uh, this is huge. I think we've been waiting on this commitment for quite some time. And now that Nussmeyer's on board, they can really have him recruit for LSU, uh, start talking to other players, and really start continuing to build off this momentum they have in the 2021 class. Yeah, we'll talk about that momentum a bit more later on. But boy, to reel off what they've done in short order, and, and I'll say this before we, you know, and, and the talk goes to Nussmeyer, which uh, we'll be heavy on, but in Texas, they've gotten JoJo Earl, who's one of the state's top receiver, one of the best receivers in the country, top 10 receiver, top 100 player. Uh, but JoJo Earl, what, kicked things off. Then they got Landon Jackson. Then they got Garrett Nussmeyer. So it's been a, uh, an impressive run, not just on overall commits, but, uh, but them in Texas. And yeah, Billy, we've talked about this forever. I mean, two summers ago is when Nussmeyer came to camp. He threw uh, for Innsmeyer and Orgeron and um, pretty much the same staff in place uh, at that time as there is now because Joe Brady wasn't there then. And uh, that's when they offered him. So they were correct. Were they his first offer or were they just his first like really big offer? Yes. First offer way back right before he uh, started a, his first game ever at uh, Marcus. They, they offered him that summer when he threw uh, in front of Steve Ensminger long before Joe Brady uh, was hired actually too. Right. So they end up uh, becoming the first offer and really got into the driver's seat from there. And, and we'll share some reasons why here in a minute, but you mentioned they offered him before he made that first start uh, at Marcus and he ended up having, um, you know, a, a beginner's year, uh, what you would consider uh, someone to have when you're playing high level Texas ball and you're starting your first games as a sophomore. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't great. Um, but he showed those signs, right? He had flashes, and he continued to pick up college offers. But And they had him at camp last summer, which would have been after his sophomore year, ahead of his junior season. And we were both there. We thought he looked great. He looked um, much more polished than he had uh, the year prior and really looked the part of, uh, of a high-level quarterback prospect. And then that led to one thing I really love about this addition, and, and Nussmeyer as a player, is – that he made that leap from first-year starter uh, to then being adjusted and settled in in a big way. I mean, shot well up into the 60s in his completion percentage, had a great TD to INT ratio, threw for a ton of yards, and and more importantly, he had them winning games. And, and he was dominant, and he shows 
uh, Billy, you've seen him in person a number of times. You can weigh in here, but on film at least, and then kind of the clips you see is that he's got that confident attitude that you want your quarterback to have. And I think he's turned into a leader for that team now that he's been a couple of years uh, as their starting quarterback. And the way he's trended, he moved up into the top 200 of, of the recent 247 sports rankings this offseason. But the way he's trending is up because he's got this senior season ahead of him, Billy, where the last few times we've seen him and you in person, he's gotten better and better and better. Yeah, and you mentioned that that camp ahead of his junior year at Marcus, which it really kind of continued his offseason rise. He was getting into four-star range for us. And then after seeing him as a junior, we bumped him up into the top two, four, seven, and rightfully so. I mean, from a physical standpoint, he's more mature. I remember seeing him in his first start ever at Marcus. I was there to see Marcel Brooks and, of course, had seen Garrett throw the prior summer. But he was still probably about 160, 165 pounds, and now he's a 6'2", 185-pound quarterback and somebody that's going to be able to put on the weight in the college program. And uh, just has has become, you know, a young adult and getting ready for college football. So he was as impressive as Caleb Williams in that LSU camp. Both of them just brought different things to the table. I mean, the natural deep ball from Caleb was really, really impressive. The That arm strength, but both were excellent in terms of navigating the seven on seven, knowing where to go to go with the ball, being accurate. This is a really, really nice land for LSU. Somebody that was very accurate as a junior can really build off of that. His teammate, J. Michael Sturdivant, is a top 100 overall prospect and, and a really good wide receiver that LSU's offered as well. I think his senior year is going to be a really good one. And when you look at getting quarterback commits on board, uh, he's somebody that's trending up. He's plays at the highest level of Texas high school football. He's been accurate. Uh, this is a really, really nice pickup for LSU. Yeah, and I think we'll get caught up in this whole Caleb Williams Nussmeyer, you know, debate just simply based off of the reality that those have been the two guys who've like really shown the most interest of the high level profile quarterbacks. But I mean, for me, it's not like when you think of this pickup for LSU, uh, which I really like, I would say it's Nussmeyer versus everybody else that was out there. Like who's out there in the 2021 class? Um, you know, that you would want LSU to go after. And they went after Caleb Williams and Ty Thompson, and they're still in on, on Miller Moss and Nussmeyer. Uh, these guys, they honed in on the ones who have turned out to be the really solid ones, the ones that have moved up in the rankings. And uh, I wouldn't look at it in the sense that I'm an LSU fan of like, oh, was it one or the other? No, it could have been a lot of different people. They did a good job of circling in on really good guys. I think Nussmeyer, for the reasons you listed, pays off for them in a huge way. And Look, it's no secret. His father is Doug Nussmeyer, who played college balls, coached college ball, coached in the NFL. Um, you know, has been around football his entire life, and you've got a little bit of a theme of that, right? I mean, Max Johnson the same way with uh, Brad Johnson, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, as his dad, his mom uh, being uh, you know in in athletics herself as a volleyball player at Florida State, and uh, and the same's with Miles Brennan, whose brothers played at Ole Miss. So I, I like this it seems to fit a trend and a handful of quarterbacks each class can do this. But uh, I just think that how refined guys like that are, how into the game guys like that are, how competitive uh, they become by just growing up uh, being around it. I think it's a, it's a point that can't be overlooked or at least a positive 
that can't be overlooked because I do think it means something in terms of what those guys bring to a quarterback room. And you mentioned how LSU has really recruited quality quarterbacks in this 2021 class. And one of those, Caleb Williams, who's a top 10 overall prospect in the country, just dropped his top three schools list, LSU, Maryland, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a crystal ball favorite heavily for Caleb. Uh, but what, what, what are your thoughts on what this does with Caleb Williams and then Miller Moss, who's another top 100 overall prospect that LSU has been recruiting? It, they, they just – they're three quarterbacks that they've really been recruiting for a while just seem to be the, the cream of the crop. Oh, 100%. Now, I would say that Monday brought a lot of news, right? Like we got that Caleb Williams was only down to three schools with LSU and Oklahoma and Maryland. Um, and then we got that Nussmeier was committed to L- you know, had committed to LSU. Now, if you were asking everybody last week who um, listens to the podcast or, uh, or is on the site with us talking each day, this is also – this only confirms what we kind of knew, was that, A, Williams wasn't ready to pop right now, and his father told Steve Wiltfong um, in an interview that's on the site. You can read it in its entirety, but he said probably – you know, it'll be before the season, um, but, you know, he'd want to do it at some point, whether it's the summer or if that pours into August, what have you, but not now. And we knew Nussmeier was – he had originally said April 18th. We knew it may not drag far beyond that, uh, and it didn't. And everybody also, Billy, correct me if I'm wrong, would have predicted that Caleb Williams is going to Oklahoma. Nussmeier will go to LSU. If you're LSU – don't drag it out to the point of where you get not, you know, you don't get either of them. And uh, I think right now they set themselves up by Nussmeier was ready. LSU was ready to take him. Boom. You've taken him. I think Caleb Williams ends up at OU, which is sort of the, the feel from everybody right now. Can you pull a shocker and go to Maryland? Maybe, but I think that LSU is behind the Sooners in that regard. And especially with Nussmeier on board now, Nussmeier's never really said he cares about no, – none of these guys have said publicly anything about a two-quarterback class, but they've been recruiting Miller Moss, who, out of California, a top 100 player, knows that they were recruiting Williams and Nussmeier and also knows that he said, I'm waiting to use visits. I'm going to LSU. I'm going to Bama. I'm going to um, a few other schools. So <clears throat> with him not in a rush, and if schools he's interested in do already have a quarterback committed or signed a big quarterback or two in the past class, I don't think that's scaring him off. So for LSU, you're in a good spot knowing you've got Nussmeier and you'd be great if that was all you got. But if you feel the inclination that you need a second quarterback for whatever reason, what's up with Peter Parrish? Is he going to be on the team? He wasn't on the team this spring. Do you feel you need some more depth? You've got enough time to where guys like Miller Moss are out there. So I love that they didn't wait until – you know, hold off one guy to see when both guys would do it around the same time type of thing. They had their conviction in Nussmeier and they went with it. Yeah, I think it's a smart play to get him on board. And, and look, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Caleb Williams probably, you know, trending towards OU right now. Nussmeier was the, the favorite for LSU for, for a while uh, to land him. And, and look, it all works out. I think quarterbacks, it, it kind of has a natural way of working itself out. Miller Moss still considering Alabama, UCLA, and USC as they all uh, continue to try and find their quarterback recruits. So I think it's all going to work out. I don't necessarily know this, uh, necessarily think this ends up being a two-quarterback class for LSU, uh, but they've got one out there in, in Miller Moss, and, and to an extent, uh, Caleb Williams is still out there as well. 
that they're that they can you know continue to recruit and they're in his top three and uh, see where the chips fall. But a very good pickup for LSU in Garrett Nussmeyer. LSU's also stayed hot on the recruiting trail, like we've talked about. And on the other side is break from the Go Twenty Four Seven podcast. We're going to talk about just that and where this class stands overall. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Quick reminder, guys, leave us a rating, leave us a review whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, feel free to leave that rating and review or ask a question. If you want to see something on the pod, we're keeping an eye on those ratings and and reviews and for people to chime in with some feedback. So we appreciate it. And we've had a huge run on the podcast train since the coronavirus pandemic has really shut things down. People are listening to us on the pod a lot more than usual. So we appreciate all of you guys listening out there. Shay, uh, Ed Ogeron is very appreciative of the guys jumping on board lately and, and really three straight Texas commits in uh, Nussmeyer, Landon Jackson, the four-star defensive end out of Texarkana, Jojo Earl, the four-star wide receiver out of Alito. This class is starting to pick up momentum. I think we're in for potentially another big week uh, of, of recruiting news. And this class is now in the top 10 overall classes in the country and kind of exactly where you thought they might be coming off a national championship. Absolutely. And look, people were asking us, you know, a month ago, what, what's going on? You know, what gives? LSU's got four commitments. Um, when are they going to start building on this class? And then quarantine, the, you know, the stay-at-home period hit, and they weren't able to recruit any way other than on the phone or on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it might be. Um, and you wondered, would that, you know, put things to a halt? And it was far from it. I mean, what, they got Every level here. I mean, we're NCAA transfer portal. They got Jabril Cox from North Dakota State. That means he can play right away for you next year with one year of eligibility. And he was probably one of the top overall players that ever entered the portal this offseason. So huge addition. And then 2022 class of kids who uh, are about to be juniors in high school next year. They got Brian Allen Jr., the, the number two overall safety in the country. They've got now two top 100 safeties committed, both out of Texas for next year. Uh, when you join him with Bryce Anderson. And then, yeah, you mentioned this run. They had four commits. Now they're up to, what, nine? I mean, they've almost – they had a stretch of four in just the past eight days, nine days with – you mentioned that Texas trio and you throw Georgia's Xavier Carter in there at defensive end, uh, who's from the same school as Arden Key. And I think Orgeron sees a lot of a young Arden Key uh, in Carter. But whether it's been the guys who are about to be seniors, about to be juniors, the transfer portal – they've gotten it done over the past month plus of 
uh, of these stay-at-home orders and having to do stuff, as I said, uh, very unorthodox with what would normally be a spring out eval period where you're face-to-face -face with all these kids all the time, both at, um, you know, watching them at their high school and then uh, having them onto campus for spring games and practices and all that. So I've been impressed by that. As you said, we're not going to be shocked if it continues because to land four commits in like eight or nine days is some real momentum. We've seen Tennessee doing the same thing out there right now. Uh, once one domino drops, it kind of continues. So uh, it won't surprise us if some more guys start popping. And uh, Billy, I think the biggest question, um, you know, beyond uh, who's next or how high can they go is when do they start popping the Louisiana guys that they're really after? And uh, it's a small group right now, right? Of four, five, six guys that um, they've offered in a really on hard in Louisiana and would be immediate takes. But I don't get the sense, like none of these kids are sitting around, Billy, and saying, I'm waiting until December, no doubt. I'm waiting until February, no doubt. But none of them are trimming lists either, which I think for me means a handful of these guys could surprise us and kind of pop at any point over uh, the rest of the spring and into the summer. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are, have turned their eyes back to Louisiana now. And I mean, you pick up your quarterback commit, at least one of them, and in Garrett Nussmeyer, and now you look at Brian Thomas, Chris Hilton, two of the top wide receivers in the state. Would that sway them a little bit, seeing Nussmeyer jump on board? Uh, they've been recruiting some other national wide receivers. Is tight end a position that they start to get somebody on board with? And look, I mean, the NCAA dropped the, the news and the SEC dropped the news that there's, uh, you know, no camps, no evals uh, on campuses for SEC schools throughout the summer, which one sucks for us. Like the, I love the LSU elite camp. It's always been uh, one of the most talented group of players. And I think uh, especially at the quarterback position the last two summers, really, especially last summer too, this was going to be another big summer for them. So it hurts in that regard for sure. I think now you're going to start to see even more kids say, wow, no camps, probably means no official visits. This might be the time for me to go ahead and make my decision. And yeah, I'm eyeing a lot of Louisiana kids that uh, they did a really good job getting them on campus during the spring. Chris Sultan, Brian Thomas, Sabian Jones, Mason Smith. They got guys like that on campus. Now, I don't think somebody like Mason Smith is going to commit without maybe squeezing in an official visit somewhere, somewhere if you can. But look, they've got the momentum. They've got some guys on their board that they've been you know, keeping warm and really recruiting really hard over the course of this dead period. And I, I think it's going to start to pay off for them even more, uh, and especially in Louisiana. Yeah, 100 percent. And look, I think that in the simplest of forms, um, you know, of answers here in layman's terms, if someone were to say exactly what you kind of hinted at earlier, are they, are they matching what we would have expected given they went 15-0 and and won national championship and just hit on the NFL draft, uh, kind of leading the way throughout, number one pick uh, to most players drafted? Um, I would say now, yes, with this Nussmeyer commitment and what the what past week and a half, two weeks have held in terms of popping top 100 guys, popping your quarterback, getting a couple defensive linemen, getting a game changer uh, in the slot at receiver and, and in the return game in JoJo Earl, uh, I would say absolutely now we're seeing them trend. Because as you said, Bill, you mentioned the in-state names. Um, we know that they've got defensive linemen, receivers, uh, DBs in-state that they like, guys like Sage Ryan, um, that they like and can fill this class out with. But you knew you still needed to go get some linemen. You had to go get a quarterback. Uh, you had to get some of these other need positions. And they and now we're seeing them do just that with the guys that they wanted. So 
uh, with, you know, looking at the targets, the board they have out there, uh, given everybody's on an even playing field right now, nobody's got guys on campus or any of that. Uh, I think that only helps LSU dial in more with these guys, you know, continue to grab their attention uh, and not have them, you know, pop up on random visits or visits to other places where they get swooped up and commit there. Instead, it's uh, everyone's battling the same way over the phones and FaceTime. And uh, I get the sense, at least by how the last month has gone, Billy, that Orgeron has a way right now of uh, organizing his staff out and their recruiting plan to where it's paying off and these, you know, these players and, uh, and parents are kind of getting on board with them being able to commit uh, and not be you know, around for any visits in the past month or, or in the near future. Yeah, no question. We'll be monitoring it plenty on Go 24-7. So check us out. Subscribe for just a dollar for your first month. Sounds like a perfect time to jump on board. They just got the quarterback commit and things are trending up on the recruiting trail for Ed Ogeron and co. Uh, Shady, it looks like things are starting to opening, opening up for uh, Baton Rouge here soon. Are you, uh, yeah, I know you've been on the Superior train, but uh, you've been catching any of the last dance and uh, what have you guys been doing uh, lately on, uh, on, on quarantine life? Man, probably whatever. My answer is going to be most people are yep, yep. Um, done a lot of honeydews. I've uh, done a lot of yard work. I've gotten, I've uh, done real work. I've, uh, which is stuff like this and for the website. Um, I've done a lot of Netflix, uh, a lot of, you know, HBO shows and, and catching up on stuff I've wanted to watch, which uh, I'd say that's dominated a lot of the time, a good amount of the time. And then there's been, yes, the, you pick up a superior margarita and bring it home. Uh, now in Baton Rouge, if a place like restaurant has a porch, you can go there. Um, it's not quite full service, but at least you can get out of the house and, uh, and go around. So uh, I've done that once now, probably will do it a good amount moving forward. Um, so yeah, I would it's probably about it. I doubt I left much off. So uh, yeah, just basically what everybody else has been doing has been my month, you know, my month and a half, whatever, since March 16th, I've got the date tattooed on my arm, basically, that uh, was the last day I went anywhere. <laughs> well, I just finished up Westworld season uh, three. They wrapped that up on HBO on Sunday night. Really, really good. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Uh, kind of a sci-fi weird uh, kind of show overall, but good action, good acting, good screenplay writing, all that stuff. Uh, recommend that one for sure. And uh, yeah, things are starting to open up. So maybe, uh, you know, be able to sit outside at a restaurant and enjoy uh, some sun and and some some drinks and some food and do all of that and, and maybe turn return to a little bit of a normalcy here soon. But that will do it for this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. For Billy Embody and Shay Dixon, this is us signing off. Thanks for listening. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week.